Welcome to the next podcast from millinery.info. This episode is with Kate Betts. Kate is a milliner based in Dublin, Ireland. We'd like to thank our Patreon supporters of this podcast, The Hat Academy, The Essential Hat, and Louise MacDonald Milliner. having me in your Dublin studio today. Yeah, thank you for getting in contact. I was delighted. Yeah. You're welcome. How did you actually kind of choose or you knew of me or? Yes. Well, I um, know Lena and I wanted yeah. to do with her and I said, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Who else should I chat to? Oh, and she said, nice. well, you should, yeah. if you're in Dublin, yeah. say hi to Kate and Great. see if she can. So I did some classes with Lena. Yes. Yeah, years back. So. Wow. Well, that's, that's nice. my first question is, yeah. how did you come to hats or learn, learn about hats? Well, I had always, always made things when my mother taught me to sew and I was kind of um, making some kind of headpieces and fascinator things for dance events that I was going to um, and there was a competition at one of them and I won and the judge of the competition was the Argentine ambassador and the table, they were so chic and stylish and I looked over it and I was like, I was really impressed by their style. And so I thought that was a, an endorsement for me and it made me think, oh, actually, you know, maybe I should pursue this. And it was in the crash that I had lost my job. There were no jobs to apply for. So I applied myself to millinery and um, I really loved it. And then remembered it, that I had actually made hats as a child as well. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about it. Um, and to quite a high standard, like things that I found one of them and it was quite, I would find it quite difficult to, to make now, you oh, know, wow. it was cut and sew on piece, yeah. So, so I guess it was always there, I just didn't realise. <laughs> and did you take classes after that? Yes, yeah, so then I did, um, what did I do first? I did a, a weekend with Lena and I went over to London, I did a week with Rose Corey, I did that twice. And then I, and then I was always making and teaching myself as well. And then I entered a competition, the, the Hat Magazine competition. And I got into the finals of that and I was highly commended. So I did a, um, an internship at Sherry Beebe with um, uh, Marie-Claire Barbin, who's just retired actually this year as well. And uh, I did an internship there in France. Wow. It was and great. Learned what a lot. piece did you make for the competition? So um, I think there were four pieces, and one that was themes. One of the themes was luck, and I can't remember actually. So one was that, yeah. One was um, a kind of an origami um, cat's ears piece that was made of folded uh, grow grain, yeah. and it was kind of neat the way it all folded together, and it was actually you could fold it down as well. And it had kind of ostrich fluff in the ears, which I liked. And uh, the other was a doughboy, you know, like a sailor's uh, cap, but I had a um, printed, I just I had kind of a tattoo, a swallow tattoo stamp that kind of flowed around the hat and across the hat. So, yeah, that was kind of like surface design, um, I suppose. And then another one, the a third one was a pork pie done in cinema um, with some kind of um, carpet where it was like very coarse materials and uh, had some lucky charms on it and it was kind of it was 
quite quite a classic design in a way. And the fourth was oh, what was the fourth? I can't remember. Oh. It'll come to me. Can I it, get? Yeah, we can come back to that. that one later. <laughs> so, so, how yeah. would you describe the hats that you're making at the moment? What's the style of them? In Okay, so I make, most of my clients are mothers of the bride or mothers of the groom. So that does inform what I do. Um, people want to look really elegant. And at least my clients anyway are looking for a kind of a chic look and it's a little bit understated. They don't want to look like they're trying to outdo the bride or, you know, there's all this kind of protocol. Um, so it's quite... Uh, clean kind of lines and a little bit low-key but they are at the same time they're different from other hats so they do kind of stand out um, that I, I, I used to practice as an artist and I always like the idea of form and function so the often the trim is part of the hat or the um, the shape of the hat is the decoration if you know what I mean it's mm -hmm. like um, yeah I don't go for loads of different colours together at the same time. It's it tends to be a little bit a little bit minimal. And when your customers come to you, do you have a collection which they choose from or will some of them have an idea of what they would like it to be already? Mostly they will choose from my collection. Um sometimes occasionally they'll trust me to make something sight unseen, you know. But as you probably know yourself, that can be that's a real tricky <laughs> job. There's a lot of trust in that. <laughs> so after a few years in millinery, I realised to, to, that it's best to avoid that kind of thing <laughs> if you want to make any money. You know, so I do, uh, I, I have a selection of samples. People try those on. And generally, I tweak from there. So I might make things a bit bigger or a bit smaller or, you know, make small changes but basically so that people um know what they're going to get because um if you're asking somebody to um trust you to make something that's in their mind and in my mind there's no knowing that it's the same thing and the other thing is you could do exactly what is in their mind but by the time they come back to you a few weeks later it's morphed in their mind <laughs> it's changed <laughs> so and you're looking at the notes going, but yeah, this is what we agreed. And you go through all the notes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but I thought it would be different, you know. <laughs> and how do your clients come to you? What's How does that generally work for you? So most of them come through a dressmaker. So she recommends me. And that works really well. And our stars, myself and uh, Maura Falcon Designs is her name. And... Uh, I like her style and she likes mine, so we work well together like that. We would meet every now and again. We'd meet and talk about the designs and things, and talk about colours and stuff. So it's it works really well. So she is she really wants her clients to have a, a total look mm -hmm. that um, is really harmonious and complete, and so she trusts me to to take care of that. You know, as far as the hat goes, and is I. I understand her design and her style so I'm able to do that you know and it's it's a nice it's a nice arrangement it yeah. works well were you yeah. consciously designed to 
um, make pieces that go with her collection or it just happens that there's good synergy between your dots? The synergy was there from the start and then yes, I do make to go with her collection. And then I make for my own, it's all it's all my collection, but I would also make for myself. Yes. But I think in a way she, we chose each other so she likes my style as well. Um, and then sometimes it's good to have other, other things that aren't, they're not necessarily designed for her, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and your studio is in the centre of Dublin. And how long have you been here and how did you be in this, come to be in this space? In this particular space? So I've been in this space for a year. Dublin is really difficult at the moment for a renting space. Um, and it's it's a problem for businesses. They, um, just the rents are just skyrocketing. So I'm really, I'm trying to plan ahead. <laughs> And got out to plan a lot of flexibility in because, to be honest, I don't know what will happen with yeah. this building. Yeah. So, and I think most businesses in Dublin feel that way at the moment, <laughs> which is a pity. It's, it makes it hard to plan or it, it, it's hard to expand yes. or take my business to the next level when I haven't got any security about mm -hmm. about having a place to work. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were, so, were you close by prior to this, so before this? Yeah, space? so before this I wasn't far away, um, also in Dublin city centre. So yeah, I've managed to stay in Dublin city centre uh, the whole time actually, which has been great. They ha I have had quite a few moves yes. over the kind of 10 years that I've been doing it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And each of that's been caused by the, the lease expiring or the building getting occupied by something else? Um. Yes, actually. Yeah, that's good. But and yeah. this is kind of the creative quarter or section of Dublin. Is is that correct? Is that correct? Oh yeah. So it's Temple Bar. Yes. And Temple Bar is a kind of um, zoned for entertainment and nightclubs, pubs, and it, it was dubbed the creative quarter. But there are some. There are some creative businesses hanging <laughs> in here. Yes. <laughs> And how have your hats changed since you first started making? Um, hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I hope they've got better. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have got better. They, I've used different materials. I've learned to keep it a bit more simple. I, the, in the beginning, I would make things, sometimes make things incredibly complex. Mm -hmm just in the process and I've learned to kind of manage and design the process as well so that it's um I can make a profit basically yeah 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 um and what materials do you like working with um god I love any natural material actually and I, the moment I work mostly with cinema I'm looking around for something else to work with and I haven't really um, kind of found it. Yeah, I haven't found my next material. You grew still in cinema. <laughs> I do. I love layering the colours, and I find I do a lot of hand sculpting with it. So I find it it's great. I hated it at first because it's so flat, and it I it it kind of I felt like it looked cheap. Uh, I suppose because it's machine woven as opposed to the kind of. Um, 
hand-woven hoods and things that you would, would have seen in the past. But actually, once I found a way of working with it that I liked, it's, I, I really appreciate it now. <laughs> and what is your block collection like? Oh, I spent quite a lot of money on blocks at the start. And then, since then, I haven't really bought many blocks. I've made blocks. Um, I've found... Yeah, just the economics, really. This, it, they're so expensive. I mean, they're worth it. But, yeah, just I've, I've found um, it good to be able to make them as well. Yeah. yeah. And what process do you use for making what material? Are you using your blocks? For, blocks, for blocks. I, I've, well, Rose Corey taught me a method to make them from um, buckram. So I've made lots like that. And then recently, um, or last year, I made some of the uh, crown blocks from like a heavy cardboard um, and varnished it, which worked really well and was actually easier to manipulate, but it was easier to sew. Um, and um, I've made some wooden blocks, which weren't my best. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I need to work up that <laughs> skill, you know. Um, I've adapted blocks from other kind of, trays and bowls and you know all that kind of stuff and what else what's the craziest thing you've blocked on um i don't know i use a cobbler's anvil quite a lot which is really nice i love it <laughs> yeah i've found actually i've i kind of have stopped blocking like that because um i'm really into ellipses now i i kind of try I've stopped using circles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how would you describe your workspace? My workspace. Oh gosh. Um, it's small. It's full. <laughs> <laughs> and you share? Is this a, the oh, so the whole. So yeah. I share the workspace with a dressmaker, Janana Bass, and her business is called Golden Stitch, and um. It's fantastic sharing that way because we were able to share the consultation space. So in Dublin city centre, um, it's it's just ex very expensive to space to have any kind of space. So a consultation space that you're not using, you know, every minute of the day, is it makes sense to share it. I've done that in I think I've done that from the start actually is to share the consultation space. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. And then you're also. Um, similar clientele as well so it's mutually beneficial in a way. yeah yeah and it's it, it creates a nice lot more lively atmosphere as well it's a bit more coming and going so it feels a bit more buzzy as well which is always good and um i'm up on the third floor so i don't have any street presence but so far that's okay and as my clients are making appointments with me anyway. They they're calling, phoning first. <laughs> how do you structure your week? Do you have a plan for each week? How it might look, or how do you manage your time throughout the week? When I, when we were emailing to arrange yeah. the time, you mentioned like, oh, that's my making day. Well, they're my oh, making yeah, yeah. days versus yeah. that's my yeah. So actually, I follow what the clients want. If I get a an, an appointment, a client appointment, and I will try and get other client appointments on the same day. Um, but generally, if they want, generally I follow what they want. So, yeah. If I can, if I get, so if I have maybe two days with appointments, then I would really try to keep the all the other appointments on the same two days so that I have other days clear for making. Yeah, yeah. it's quite hard to. 
get stuck into making which is such a long process if you're interrupted and then I always find I need a bit of time before an appointment and a bit of time after as well and yeah it's just hard to make things around that so it's nice to keep them separate or not not to keep them separate but to have dedicated making time is nice but it's not I don't have like a set day for that yeah. really have to I have to meet clients when, when if they want to meet me when they want when they want yeah yes. yeah and what's been one of your favorite commissions that you've done for a client or a project I'm really excited about this one I'm working on now because I'm making a new shape this lady needed more volume in the, in she's a broad face and she needed a bigger shape um so I said I will make it and she can come back and try it on and they then if she likes it then we'll go ahead but um I'm gonna make a sample I wanted the sample anyway so I guess I'm excited about it because the block is going well <laughs> good start <laughs> yes um your pieces you have on display in your studio do you have um like set release dates once you work and release a collection or is it kind of like a, a flowing process that you it's release? more of a flowing process I would love to have a you know a collection and launch it and that but I haven't managed to do that yet maybe this year because I'm working on I have two new shapes and then some other other shapes that I'm bringing are kind of up to date so I may have a collection this year but we'll see yeah. <laughs> and when you're designing what's your what's your process when you're creating a new piece um, I like to handle the materials and, and see what they suggest. I do a little bit of sketching, probably should do more. Um, but I find um, my drawings, uh, I, I really have to make it to see what it's like. And so I would tend to make a few prototypes until I like it. So it's quite a slow process because I'm making, making, making. Um, drawing should make it a bit quicker, but uh, I find sometimes you draw something, it doesn't actually work out when you make it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and it depends, like, it really varies. Like, sometimes I get, like, inspiration from just, like, <laughs> out of the air. I, I don't know, you know, I, I have an idea about what, how what people will want to wear next or where things are going with hats and other times I might be inspired by other milliners you know and then or historical milliners or as I say by the materials so the materials of what's available is often and what the materials will do will often lead yeah. me uh, have the styles that your customers are looking for changed over the time since you've begun making Mm, yeah, I so I kind of when I started, people were always asking for smaller, 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 and um, thank goodness that's <laughs> that's turned around a little bit now. Sometimes they might even want bigger. That's great. <laughs> and then I started making like a crown shape, probably like um, year before last, even yeah. And that's it's been really nice to see that actually come into fashion. So it was uh, that was nice, you know. 
it's been really popular this year then also I mean right in the beginning I didn't really realize who my clients were going to be so mm. I was kind of feeling around in the dark but once I realized that the mother of the bride mother of the groom was a niche for me naturally then I have adapted to that as well you know mm. yeah well do you have any clients that wear them to the races as well or it's mainly yeah occasionally and I'd love to do more race hats but at the moment it's mostly mother of the bride and groom but I like racing hats so like it's, I'd like to make things a little bit more flamboyant as well but mm -hmm. I mean I also love what I'm making now so. yes yeah do you um find it a challenge that they are just after that for one special occasion like it's just a um hopefully the daughter or the son's only getting married once so that's a yeah. once-off occasion and it's always a new flow of customers or do they end up returning for other occasions how does that how does the um, workflow work for you well some of them have come back it, the generation that are getting married now, lots of them have lots of siblings. So, I don't. I mean, I don't think that will be the, be the same in future, mm. the next generation. But at the moment, yeah, people who are getting married might have even five siblings sometimes. So they 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 do come back, which is nice. Yeah. But not always, you know. So it's a very Irish thing too. Yeah, <laughs> people love it, and and um people kind of feel like they have to do it as well so I'm off <laughs> and has that changed in terms of them seeing that happen are they interested in what's happening in the uh, British royal family in terms of what they're wearing hats or they're just they do that they are yeah they will quite often reference what the, the royals are wearing because I mean they're wearing hats you know yeah. so you're if you're looking to wear something you you know you're going to check other people doing the same thing and they're wearing them so and they're doing it in the public eye as well yes yes and and they they're wearing great hats as well at the moment so yeah, yeah. good and what's your plan do you, what's your next project you're working on what's the next thing yeah, I'm kind of, I mentioned the kind of rent instability here in Dublin. So I'm kind of have a weather eye on that and looking at, as I say, having a collection so that I can get a more convincing online presence. Yeah. I think I, it's great when I get to meet people, um, I can make a sale. Can I make a sale online yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I need to work on that. I'm looking into wholesaling as yes. well, maybe, or look into, I'm not sure yet how hood work and how uh, love hats work. I think maybe consignment or, um, actually it's something that I'm going to look into, yes. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Do you do any wholesale or retail through other stores or all your clients come to you up here? It's all bespoke. They all come to me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I did have hats in some shops, but it's um, I found it um, was a lot of work going back and forth to the shops and keeping the relationship with the shop, which is really important. And the hats would get shops soiled, and you know, it was uh, unless it's the hat is right there next to your attire, <laughs> it's. Or you, I don't know, it's, this is a system that I think I want to work out for the next year. Yeah. But, I mean, I have dabbled in that before and I found the bespoke model much better. But as I say, because of this rent insecurity thing. 
um, I might be looking at that again this year. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a year where I expect to see some changes, but I'm just kind of like, not, it's not quite, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of readying myself for the, the onslaught of 2019. Well, good luck for the new thank year. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us in your Dublin studio. Thank you. Thank you. Lauren, it's really nice. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Kate. This podcast is made possible thanks to our Patreon supporters, The Hat Academy, The Essential Hat, and Louise McDonald Milliner. If you'd like to become a Patreon supporter of this podcast, you can find out more about the different levels of opportunity through the link on our website. It's a fantastic way to spread the news about your business, supplies, or event with the millinery community. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon, and happy stitching.